Hey, Bob here, and welcome back to the Your Virtual Upline Podcast, where we give network marketers the mindset, strategies, and skills that you need to build the business and life of your dreams. Hey, Bob here. Welcome back to the show, episode 362. Today, we're going to talk about how do you tap into the power of purpose in your business. You know, a big part of what makes Love Serve Grow special is when we're building our business from this point of view, it helps create an emotional connection to the everyday work that we do. And what we begin to find is that it's the actual process of working to our goals that brings us everything we're looking for, the fulfillment, the joy, the happiness. And most people in this profession don't experience that because they're looking at their business through the wrong lens. And so today, I want to help those of you that are struggling. And the way I want to do that is I'm actually going to be sharing with you a portion of the recording from a coaching call that I did with one of my one-on-one coaching clients. Her name is Meg Kozlowski, and she's a leader with Beachbody, now known as Body, and she's been with them for a very long time. And Meg has kind of found herself at a place in her business where she's kind of lost that passion and that fire that she once had. And I know there's a lot of you that are going to relate to that. But in this coaching call, we get really granular in terms of purpose, because I think sometimes we talk about purpose in this very general and vague way. And part of the reason why we never find a purpose or a big vision that inspires us is because we don't know where to start. And so in this coaching session, we have this really valuable discussion about how the process of vision and purpose begins. And we're talking about what what her ideal recruit looks like. So. She's somebody that has total clarity when it comes to her products, like she knows the woman she wants to help, but she's struggling with really understanding what that looks like in her business. And she's reached a point where she's just not really recruiting and she's not building a team because of that. And so I walk her through the framework that we take all of our clients through in Love, Serve, Grow, but it just winds up being this really, really powerful process. So I'm excited to share this with you. I know that you're going to get tons of value out of this recording. So I'll go ahead and turn it over and check back with you when we're done. I think I'm super crystal clear on like my client. Like I know that it's the disciplined all or nothing woman who's like too hard on herself. But it's like when I come to the business side of me, Mm-hmm. it's still kind of foggy. Like I can okay. look at like, the I help statement and know. Like, Listen, I, here's what I want. I want you to forget about the I help statement. Okay. Let's throw that out the window right now. Okay. Let's see if we can help you get clear on who she is as it pertains to the business. Cause she's the yeah. same woman. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's try to clarify who she is on the business side so that what you're doing already with the product conversations you can also do with the business. It's the same skill set. It's just a different conversation. And, but when I hear something like that, I say, yes, because that's the missing piece is most people when they're creating content, they're not talking to anyone specific. And that's the reason why nobody's really grabbing to what they're saying. Right. And so this ties back into what, you know, we talked about in the beginning with your team, but let's talk about this woman. So is she working? I think my dream coach or body partner, whatever you want to call it is she's, she works full time. I think she's running herself into the ground because she is working full time. She's trying to be mommy full time. 
her kids are in school during the day, but then when she comes home, she's like burned out, right? Like she has to get the kids to practice. She has to make dinner. She has to do bedtime. Like she's doing all of that. Yep. Okay. And then, so let me ask you this and we'll come back to her. When you think about you today, Mm -hmm. what is the primary motivation? Now we talked about sustaining the business. Yeah. So you could continue to have flexibility and choice, which you do have now, right? Yeah. Yeah. So flexibility and choice would not be the primary motivator because you've achieved that. Right. Is the primary motivator for you today, is it money and opportunity or is it purpose and meaning? Anytime I think about the money, it never motivates me like at all. Like I like what the money allows me to do. Right. Mm -hmm. But like that just doesn't like hit me, but I would say purpose and meaning, Yeah, you know, like knowing that I'm really making a difference in someone's life. Got it. Okay. And that's what I would guess with you. So here's what I want you to think about. So when we think about your vision Mm -hmm. for your business, you know, in the next three years, and anytime I'm thinking of vision, I'm thinking at least a timeline of three years to give ourselves enough space to do something and not feel rushed. Yeah. Sustaining what you have is not a vision. Yeah. If your vision is founded around just keeping what we have, it's never going to be enough to get you into that growth mindset. Yeah. So the vision needs to come from the purpose and meaning piece. So the way that I say it is your vision is born from your mission. So the mission is tied to the specific person that we're looking to help and the ways that we're looking to help them through the products and our business. So it's the transformation on both of those sides. And so the more clear that we can be on who we're looking to help and how we know we can help them and the impact that that's going to have in their life and in the world. Now we can start thinking of that at a much grander, larger scale. And so we form this kind of emotional attachment to helping this person in a way that we feel we can. Mm -hmm. And then we start thinking bigger and beyond that. And now all of a sudden the vision starts to come from just the way that we're going to impact and change lives. And so like, that's the thing. I think your vision needs to be anchored in the impact that you want to make through your business. That's going to be the thing that's going to make you want to get uncomfortable and get back into this growth mindset to go out and serve at a higher level. Yeah, no, I agree. Like when I see women on my team doing things that scare the crap out of them, I'm like, Like that, that fires me up. Like, yeah, I love seeing them make money, but it's like when I see them do things that I, I know scared them a week ago, I'm like, look at you go, you know, which I think is so cool. So the vision is it's that it's envisioning the kind of team that we want an entire team of those types of women, Yeah, what that is going to look like and feel like and be like, and, you know, we know these women are mothers. And so we start thinking through as we grow them and their self-worth and you're so good at the mindset coaching piece and you're helping them become better mothers and better wives, we then start to think through and explore the impact that that can have on their kids. Right. And how their kids will become better. And the, and so like what we do is we just keep getting clearer and clearer and going deeper and deeper in terms of the impact and the change that we can create in the world just by making the decision to move forward and create this next phase of our business. Yeah, that's true. 
I've seen the impact with even just the client side that I've done, you know, just the way the women are even talking to themselves that I know are rippling into their team and their coaches and their kids too. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, I don't know why I've gotten like scared about the recruiting side. Well, it's because you don't have enough clarity on this side of things. Yeah. So, so let's I see if we can help you kind of flesh that, that out a little story. bit. Yeah. I held on to a victim story. I think, cause I like thought at this point in my business, I would have like all these like women who were right alongside me, like running the business and doing all of this. And it's like, that's not there right now. So I, that story is not serving me. Yeah, exactly. So let's try to dig into this. Okay. So she's working. She's yeah. in a career. Yeah. And so she doesn't have the flexibility and the choice that you have. Mm-hmm. And so what I would probably, you know, I think that knowing what we've talked about so far, I feel like it's kind of one A and one B, which is yeah. flexibility and choice, but also the purpose. Like, I feel like she's a woman that she has a career that you know, when she started it, she was really passionate about it. She wanted to make a difference in the world. She chose a career that she really felt would allow her to do that. It was financially rewarding to her, but that's never been the primary motivator. And so what shifted for her is when she had family. Yeah. So she had kids, family, and now all of a sudden priorities are different. And what I feel like that did was it slowly started a process for her where she just started to look at work differently. Yeah. You know, there were all these little parts of her children's lives that she was missing and she felt like she wasn't present enough for, and it slowly started to kind of eat at her. And and what that's caused her is to kind of lose the sense of passion behind the work. Now, part of it, I bet, is from the circumstances. You know, the world is much different and a lot of people's professions and industries have changed. And, you know, so she's just feeling like, you know, I don't love this anymore. But I also feel like, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, I'm just kind of talking out loud here. Yeah. I feel like she's the kind of woman where she couldn't, ever, like she would never not just do nothing at all. Agree. Yeah. She needs to she needs feel something that, grows her. Yeah. something that is challenging her, that's growing yeah. her. And so all of that has her feeling kind of stuck. Yeah. She doesn't want to have to choose anymore, but she doesn't really feel like there are any options for her where she could have like flexible work and still earn the way she wants and have the kind of impact that she wants. Yeah. Like she ain't going to go get a part-time job at like target just to be mm-hmm. able to, you know what I mean? Like that's not her. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Cause I think that's me. I think where my brain fights me is like, I had this before I had children. Right. So I know like we're talking to ourselves. And so it's like, I'm trying to connect to this woman when I never had to feel the pain that she's feeling. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But you don't have to have personally have felt it to understand it. That's true. Yeah. Let's apply what you already know. Yeah. How do you feel something? My my thoughts. (laughs) You think about it, right? Yeah. Do you have to have gone through something to feel it? No, you just think about it. So I think about that woman. Yeah. Yeah. You think about her circumstances. You are a mom. You've had a career. You can imagine a scenario where you constantly feel like you have to choose one versus the other. Your identity is kind of being pulled in these two different directions. Like you're being split in half. Yeah. You could put yourself in that thought and feel what she's feeling. 
You could speak to that. You could understand that. Yeah. That's, I mean, I watched my sister do it. So yeah, that's all you need to be able to do. And then you just need to be able to speak to it really clearly. Yeah, that's true. I think that that was like one of the things that was holding me back. So I was like, well, I never like fully went through that. I don't know how I could be super empathetic. Mm-hmm. But like you said, our thoughts create the feeling. So if I want to be empathetic, I just have to think about what she's going through. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, just wanted to jump in here real quick because I've got one big ask for you. Look, you know, we don't advertise on the podcast and my intention is to not sell or pitch you on the show this year. We just want to deliver free content that is 10 times better than what you've paid for to help you transform your business. So my ask is this. Help me spread the word of Love, Serve, Grow so we can change lives, help people that are struggling in their business and transform our profession. The only way we can do that is if you take the time to rate, review and share this podcast. So that's my big ask. Just take a few seconds seconds right now, wherever you're listening, leave a review. It would absolutely mean the world to me and it might just change the life of someone else. So thank you so much for being a part of our community. You don't have that exact same story, but there's lots of similarities there, right? For sure. And yeah, so like, I'm definitely the woman who doesn't want to just be home with my children all day as much as I love them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> crazy. And so what I think would be an interesting experiment for you. Cause at this point, that's how I view this. Like we're yeah, just all experimenting. We're yeah. testing out messaging and seeing yeah. what, so I see two slightly different versions of the same woman. Yeah. I see the one that we've been talking about that is going to be primarily driven by the flexibility and choice piece of it. Right. Yeah. The purpose and meaning we know is always going to be important for her. But then I see another version of her where she did give up her career for family. Yeah. And she's reached a point in her life where she feels like she needs something. Yeah. You know, she was a career woman that left that, but she's starting to get to a place where she's desiring, maybe not even necessarily like I want to work or I have to work, but I just feel like I need something that I know is mine that I'm actually making a difference. Like I'm growing outside of just being a mom and a wife. Like I need purpose outside of that. So I almost envision her as the same person with two different versions of her life. Yeah, I can see that. She's still motivated by the same thing, but her circumstances are just causing her to think a little bit of a different way. So you could easily, Meg, you could easily nuance that, look, you know, I help a lot of really hardworking, ambitious women that are mothers and they just, they've reached a point where they don't want to have to choose their job or career anymore. And then I also work with a lot of women that had the career and gave it up for the kids and are just looking to find something else. Like that's an easy thing from a messaging standpoint for you to nuance. Yeah, that's true. Cause I mean, they still have that purpose, right? Yeah. Cause I have a lot of friends who have done that where it's like, yeah, they did give it up. And so, you know, your ideal person is one of those two things. Yeah. So when you're in a sales conversation, you can start asking questions to uncover which one of those two people they would be. And then, you know, the kinds of questions that you need to ask to uncover the problem or the motivation tied to where she is. She's working. I ask these questions. If she's not working, I ask more flexibility and choice related questions. If she's At home, I ask more purpose and meaning related questions to try to uncover the problem. Yeah, because that's true. Because it really, the woman who I want to work with does fall into those two areas. Yep. 
I have a lot of people like that on my team, actually. Yeah. And so you share their stories as well. Yeah. When you're telling stories through content, don't have to be your story. So that's a way that you can soft sell your business. Yeah. Like I was working with one of my, they're not coaches anymore. They're partners, right? What are they called? Partner. Body partner. I don't yeah, know. yeah. So I was working with one of my, you know, one of the women on my team, and so here's her backstory. Ba 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 ba. And she did this because of this, and we were talking. I just felt like it was a cool conversation to maybe share with all of you. Yeah. Conversational. I do that all the time in my podcasts, in my lives, especially just conversationally sharing what I do, adding value, but also letting people know this is what I do. Right. Right. I help people further than that. Yeah. You know, I do coaching. And so if you're ever interested, you know, you don't even need to say that if they got value from the thing, they're going to reach out to you and they're going to inquire. They'll be curious about it. That's true. But now, you know, the person, Mm -hmm. so you can identify the stories and everything flows through them. Something happens to me as a dad. I know our ideal customer values family. I know she wants to know more about that side of my life. I immediately say, okay, that's something that I can talk about. I'll share that. Yeah. It's going to be relatable to her. You share something about your boys. I'm like, oh, like my ears perk up because that's like. So I'm trying to be relatable. That's the goal for me is to be relatable. It's not always about you know, you don't always just add value by like giving the, you know, tips and the advice that can feel exhausting. Like you constantly have to be coming up with the, it's just sharing your life and your story to be relatable. That's the relatability is valuable as well. That's funny that you said that because I just did a video of my son, Brayden, I was doing pull-ups and he, he's my sour patch kid. You have boys, so you get it. One day I'm like the mean mom. The next day he like, really likes me. And so today I was like doing pull-ups and he comes up in the video and you can hear him and he goes, you're a good mom, mom. Like you're a good <laughs> mom. And I'm like, thank you. You know, but I shared that, but I had a few people message me off of that. And they're like, oh my God, my kid's a Sour Patch Kid too. So help me under, I mean, I know what a Sour Patch Kid, so you mean like he's sweet, but <laughs> sour, sour, right? Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Grayson oh. is, Grayson is a total Sour Patch How kid. old's Grayson? He's five years old. Okay. Yeah. He, I mean, he, he puts us through the ringer. Yeah. Uh, sweetest kid. I mean, you know, last night. moments. Yeah. Last night before we went to bed, he goes, dad, you're the best dad anybody could ever have. I'm like, thanks, buddy. Meanwhile, like 20 minutes later, I'm ready to strangle him because <laughs> he's like in mere, like pure meltdown mode. Yeah. Yes. Isn't that crazy how fast Braden <laughs> yesterday we were like, my dog just watching, but we were like playing outside and I'm like, we got to come inside if you want to go to the other side of the house because we got to get the dog in. She's going to bark at us. So we come inside from the backyard like we, we get her inside and I'm like, okay, let's go outside. So I go out to the garage. He locked me out of the house. Like actually locked the garage door on me. And I was like, <laughs> I don't have a key out here. So I'm like, right. You know, like my neighbors are looking at me and I'm like, hi, you know, oh like, my God. I was so <laughs> mad at him. That is so funny. he's my, I should have put that in the story. because I can't like, wait to tell Shannon that that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad that we don't even have a key to our house, though. Like, I, I was telling my husband, I'm like, we've lived here <laughs> six years. We should probably get a key. Oh, but luckily, so I had the other door unlocked, like our sliding door. And so when I came inside, I was like, you're going to timeout. And he didn't even fight me. Like, he knew. He was like, That's oh. so funny. Wow. I think for you, though, I think this is a big thing. I think continuing to flesh out and think through who this woman is 
and really build out that clear picture. And then, so do what you're already doing when it comes to the product, to start layering in the business conversations and thinking about, you know, the business. And when I say business, it's really more your personal transformation journey, like how you've evolved and grown as a person. And when we're talking about the business, we're not delivering like the details of what we do. We're talking about the problems that it's right. So we're talking about that flexibility and choice. We're talking about purpose and meaning. Those are the kinds of things we're saying. Yeah. And that's how we start to get the attention of these women that are looking for that. Yeah. I think that right there, because it's like, I'm still seeing people in our network who are succeeding doing like the rank investment posts and like all this stuff. And I'm like, ah, 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 you know, I haven't been doing that unless it's like behind the scene conversations. Yeah. Right. Well, listen, just to be clear, I don't have an issue with sharing the story of somebody that hit a rank. See, it's the stories I have to do. I can yeah, like, connect them through just stories. Like, let's first, like, let's change the way that we do it. Yeah. And let's like be a little discerning. Let's not do right. every, you know, like that should be done in your team group. Right. Like that yeah. has a place like that. People need to see that. I just think from a public social media standpoint, people that are not in your business get little to no value out of that content. You don't do it for those people. You do it for your team. Right. So if you're going to do it for your team, just do it in the place where your team is. And your public social media should have a different purpose. Right. Cause people, it's true. Even when I see people from Plexus or whatever, shouting stuff out, I'm like, I don't know what any of that means. Yeah. Well, we think here's what we think. We think, well, if I do this, people are going to be like, oh, their business is success. That's not what they think. No, they're like, you're annoying. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Or they just tune it out and they don't even, and they don't even see it. And it's just Mm -hmm. like, okay, whatever. Like I, I scroll, if you're connected to enough network marketers on social media, you see the same thing from all of them just in different versions. Yeah. And you just scroll by. Yeah. Yeah. And you just start to tune it out. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just be different. Let's be better in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. The stories Uh and stuff. That's true. Awesome. Well, I feel like I have clarity. I think the biggest aha from this conversation really that hit home was like, I can put myself into her feelings, like through what, like she's going through, even though I haven't been there. Right. Yep. Cause I think that was the big disconnect for me is cause I succeeded before I had children. And then I created that life and then I had the children and it was like, okay, I'd already created that. So there's a disconnect from the people who are in that right now. Yes. But the disconnect was just in my brain. So, yeah. So it, that, but that's clarity. That's the clarity. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I see her now. Yeah. Now I can start the process of kind of fleshing this out. Yeah. Now I can serve her. So was that good or what? You know, I think Meg is, uh, I would suspect a lot of you probably really related to what Meg was saying. And I think it's also a reason why, if I could just say this, this is a reason why I think it's so important to have someone helping guide you through this process, right? Sometimes we just, we think we know who we're looking for and we think we know the things that motivate us and, but we never take the time to actually step back from it and question. And so, you know, that to me is why coaching is such a valuable thing. It just gives you an outside perspective on what we do. 
But I hope you got some value out of the session today. And I hope that we maybe created a little bit of inspiration for you to figure out who your person is and get out there and find them because I'm telling you, the world needs what you have to offer. So thanks for being here. I love and appreciate all of you for being a part of this movement. And we'll see you soon on the next episode.